VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we do thank you for joining us today here on Crosstalk. Ladies and gentlemen, it is absolutely appalling. Appalling to see the lengths that many states and politicians are taking to give tacit approval for the murder of a preborn child in the womb. I mean, since the Dobbs decision was even leaked, the, the violence, the hate, the destruction, the firebombs, threats, extreme vandalism have been unleashed on pro-life agencies and churches. Meanwhile, rather than going after those who link themselves to Jane's revenge, the Justice Department is prosecuting pro-lifers. Indeed, the violence continues. Just a weekend ago, another pro-life center was hit. Further additional states have passed legislation allowing the killing of babies up until the point of birth. One state has proposed legislation to make abortion a religious right. Pharmacies are engaging in the culture war pertaining to the abortion pill. And last week, speakers on a national TV program actually called for the murder of pro-life legislators. Well, all this and more in today's Crosstalk. We welcome back Pastor Jim Harden, who is the president and um, CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services in New York. Uh, Jim pioneered the first measurable and repeatable medical model in the pregnancy center movement, helping hundreds of centers nationwide become more effective at reaching more women and saving more babies from abortion. He's written extensively on medical ethics, executive leadership, and pro-life strategy. And uh, Pastor Jim, good to have you back with us here on Crosstalk. Thanks for having me back, Jim. It's an honor to be with you. We have had Julian Appling from Wisconsin Family Action on a previous Crosstalk program telling how their pro family pro-life agency was firebombed last uh, last Mother's Day. You've been on with us on several occasions uh, on one such program telling in great detail about your clinic being attacked. And, and now uh, scores of pro-life centers and churches since have been attacked, uh, some with threats, some with vandalism, some with firebombs. And just last weekend... A pro-life pregnancy center in Minneapolis also hit with smashed windows and graffiti messages from the terrorist group Jane's Revenge. What can you tell us about this further attack? Well, this is um, pro-abortion Jane's Revenge, which is a front for Maoist Antifa group, which is a multinational insurgency group. I know all this because not because the FBI told me not because local police are saying anything about it, but because we had to hire our own private investigators who are familiar with this kind of thing and have have had experience rooting out uh, terrorists and putting them in jail if they're domestic. So um, this group, this uh, Maoist Antifa kind of James Revenge group, did in fact uh, do this this dirty deed in Minneapolis last weekend. It's it's one of of the most recent uh, versions of this attack. Their signature graffiti on the outside of the building uh, included... If abortion isn't safe, then neither are you. Also, Jane was here, like what, like what happened on our side of our building. Um, and interestingly enough, within hours after the attack on Friday night, Saturday morning, these um, pro-abortion kind of Antifa members showed up in their black block face masks and continued to protest outside the building. Um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a bold move which is, is becoming very a disconcerting reality because these people are, are being emboldened by the lack of investigation on the part of the DOJ and the FBI, by the a continued fomenting of pro-abortion politicians like Senator Hirano out of Hawaii, uh, making a literal call to arms. You and I talked about that uh, a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this kind of, of behavior is a pattern, and it's a pattern whereby uh, Antifa, this multinational insurgency, Marxist insurgency, uh, essentially recruits disaffected left-wing groups like transgender people, like pro-abortion activists, like environmentalist activists. And what they do is they unite them around a common cause, anti-capitalism, anti-Christianity, with this explicit goal to uh, essentially unite these groups in, in an effort to uh, undermine global civilized order, which they think is, is, is sustained by the United States, by the, by the U.S. economy. And so that's why they're going after pro-life pregnancy centers. They view pro-life pregnancy centers as enslaving entities that represent both capitalism and Christianity. So this is, this is not just an isolated, isolated case of, you know, you know, a, 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 you know grassroots 
uh, activists. This is a, a bona fide organized structure that's using fourth generation warfare, according to Rich Higgins, former uh, irregular warfare expert out of the Pentagon. And, uh, and they're using it similar to Al Qaeda. So this is why why aren't the why aren't the FBI making arrests? Well, and, could be that and, and that, the, this is important. And I mean, the U.S. Attorney General was called to Capitol Hill to testify about their targeting of pro-lifers versus those causing this extreme violence at pro-life centers. And did I hear him correctly saying, well, it's more difficult to catch them out that are doing it against these pro-life agencies because they do their violence at night? Yeah. No, you're right. That's exactly what he said. He, and he did, he said that twice. He said it once to, I believe, Senator Cruz, and then a second time to Senator Mike Lee. These are the reasons why you can't catch. What is it? The FBI just can't work at night. They have uh, what's that phobia when you're afraid to go out at night? Uh, but you know, I, it's absolutely um, horrifying to think that you know law enforcement, federal law enforcement, can be co-opted by a political agenda. And I think that uh, Merrick Garland perjured himself, not just in saying that they can't capture these pro-abortion terrorists, but, but and, and that, that, that the FBI and the DOJ are fair, you know, even, they're even-handed, and they're fair, and they're applying the law equally, when they're, in fact, not. They're, 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 taking, they're, they're basically using the law like a legal buffet to, to enforce against people they don't like, and they're doing it illegally. Uh, so, you know, if you look into, I've been saying this for months, FBI slow-walking justice and things like that. Someone within the DOJ is deprioritizing these investigations. Well, what we found out was Kristen Clark is the person responsible for the Civil Rights Division and prosecuting civil rights violations at the Department of Justice. And the, the FACE Act violations, which, which the Merrick Garland is claiming are being evenly uh, you know, uh, prosecuted, both you know, against pro-life people and pro-abortion people, which they're not, um, he, he's covering for her. She is, on her own Twitter feed, on her own admission, vehemently opposed to anything pro-life, anything in any pro-life pregnancy centers. Uh, she is, she's a supporter of Antifa BLM. She's a supporter of defunding the police. This is a, an activist who, who is turning a blind eye and giving these, these, these malice Antifa people a pass when they're, when they're engaging in this kind of violent behavior. And uh, it, so, someone needs to shine the spotlight or investigation. I think that we need to keep up the pressure from the Senate Judiciary Committee and the House Judiciary Committee. I mean, you saw this. I think it was two weeks ago. FBI whistleblower came out of, I believe it was Kansas. His name is Garrett, uh, Special Agent Garrett O'Boyle. Did you see this? He, he said, uh, you know, as soon as um, the, the Roe versus Wade was overturned with the Dobbs case in, back last June, that the the FBI shortly thereafter came out with a new threat tag. They identified a new threat, and that is pro-life adherents, people who had who adhered to pro-life beliefs. And then they were asked by the FBI to quote look into pregnancy centers. And this was so. This was uh, right around the time when President Joe Biden himself signed an executive order on July 8th for the Department of Justice to engage in investigations. <clears throat> Um, and look into uh, what, what he called fraudulent practices of pregnancy centers or pro-life organizations. The, F, the uh, DOJ complied on July 12th, creating the Reproductive Health Task Force, which is specifically designed to look into and, um, and arrest any, anybody with, with respect to anti-abortion activity. My, my. This is not even handed. This is a weaponization, truly, of, of, of you know, the Department of Justice. It, it, it's appalling, folks, to know what's going on here. The Department of Justice, the FBI, actually weaponizing against pro-lifers. And, I mean, we saw that with the How case. And, and uh, you know, thankfully that, you know, we found that uh, not guilty. And, and now he's bringing action against uh, against the department there. But but this this is one incident, and it's happening over and over and over again, where we have the weaponizing of these groups that many have come to trust through the years, thinking that they are working in America's best interest, but actually targeting those who are standing up for pre-born American life. That's right. Exactly. You know, I, I, I look at all the, <clears throat> excuse me, all the violence. <clears throat> excuse me. That's um, that's that's being fomented right now. Yeah, yeah. James Revenge came out with a, a a communique saying, you know, we they promised to escalate their attacks, and they're saying tomorrow it might be your cars, your homes, or even your lives. And uh, you've got Hanoi Jane Fonda last Friday essentially encouraging murder 
uh, or the FCC against the FCC regulations, whether it's against the law for her to do that. Not to mention the fact that it's, it's just wrong uh, that that, you know, people have to resort to violence. Um, Jim, let know. me play let, let me play the clip, because there are so many that are appalled by the suggestion that she made on The View uh, ABC calling for pro-life legislators to be murdered. Here's a clip from last Friday's broadcast, ABC's The View. We have experienced many decades now of having agency over our body, of being able to determine when and how many children to have. We know what that feels like. We know what that's done for our lives. We're not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. Yeah. Rise up. That's the activist. That's James. Speaking. Yeah. And, and, and she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But it's very, true. Very, very, very soon. It is true. But I'm not going to do it. Besides, besides well, marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous. <laughs> what did you say? Murder. <laughs> She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say that. That's oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that and yeah, just run that's with the it. Worst. She's joking. just kidding. It's... Well, let me talk to you about <laughs> Let's move on and talk about Jane's activism. Okay, so here we go, Jim. Um, when she says murder, this is how we deal with, with murder, she's not cracking a smile. All the other hosts of The viewer are trying to cover for her, saying, oh, she's joking, she's kidding. Well, that's because they're trying to keep their jobs. You know, they, they brought Hanoi Jane on. Um, to, to she's You know, she's engaging in communist uh, environmentalist activism for the last many years. She was engaging in communist uh, activity during the Vietnam era. Um, you know, so now you, you see her coming out and engaging in pro-abortion uh, Marxist, you know, ac- action. So look, you know, Antifa is a militant organization and it, 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 it embraces Stalinistic, Leninistic um, I- ideology, which defines fascism as simply anti, as simply capitalism. <clears throat> so you know, you've got a, you've got this, you've got this pattern of behavior, fomenting violence and encouraging, encouraging violence, and making light of violence. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, we're, we're looking at a, a, a potential insurgency in America right now where the battlefields are everywhere and people just need to wake up to see. And I think many people are waking up to see that, you know, they're, they're the, um, Maoist insurgency, these Antifa people are, are striking specifically. Uh, for the purpose of destabilizing uh, and and destroying the structures of modern Western civilization, this is happening all over the globe. This is not limited to the United States of America. They're just attacking the United States of America because we're the last bulwark. Really, we're the last bulwark for freedom and human dignity in a world that's that's uh, you know becoming quite barbaric. And we see that happening, you know, certainly in America. But, uh, you know, we, we've got we've to remain vigilant. We've got to get back to what it means to be human again. This is a conversation about two different ideologies at war. And I mean it, at war. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's an ideology that believes that we're made in the image of God, and therefore all people are deserving of blessing and protection. This is where dignity comes from, that we're endowed by our Creator, versus, versus this idea that uh, we're just an accident and uh, and communism, uh, global communism is the way to go. we got to take a break here. Jim Harden, our guest here today, president and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services, and uh, talking against, uh, you know, the, this this movement here against pro-lifers. We'll be getting into the abortion pill battle also in the next segment. Stay with us. This is Crosstalk. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and author at the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, can we see any other galaxies with the naked eye? Yes, we can, Chris. We can see a few stars that seem somewhat fuzzy. With telescopes, we see that these fuzzy stars are really galaxies, each containing billions of stars. And with super telescopes, we can see billions and billions of galaxies. The universe seems to have no end. And that's what we read in Scripture. Jeremiah mentioned that the host of heaven cannot be numbered. Yet scholars were certain there was only about 3,000 stars. Looks like the Bible was right and the scholars were wrong. I suspect that that's true even today. Those who claim it all happened by a big bang are wrong. It's a back-to-Genesis truth of creation which stands the test of science. To find out more about creation science, visit us on the web at www.icr.org. That's www.icr.org.
You're tuned to Crosstalk on VCY America. Pastor Jim Harden is with us, president and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services in New York. We're talking about the continued attacks against pro-lifers. We'll be talking about what's going on in some states. We'll be talking about the abortion pill and the battle going on with pharmacies right now as well. We just played this horrendous, horrible clip, folks, of Jane Fonda on The View calling for pro-life legislators to be murdered. Now, the audience laughs. The the other co-hosts are laughing. Jane Fonda, though, is not laughing. And looking at Fox News later, uh, Pastor Jim Harden with us. Uh, Jim, looking at Fox News later on this, Fonda told Fox News Digital that her comments were, quote, obviously in jest. Now, they sure aren't jesting when the firebombs have gone off at pro-life centers. They're not jesting when the phone threats, which have been very vulgar and very violent, uh, have been given. They aren't jesting when they tear children apart in the womb, and now they say, well, obviously we're just jesting in this? Well, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to avoid, you know, litigation. I think that, um, you know, Jane, Jane Fonda, you know, there's a, a, a senator from Florida. No, she was a congressman. That's that that uh, filed a complaint with the Capitol Police about uh, Fonda's uh, comments on Friday, shortly after the comments were made. I think it was around two thirty in the afternoon. Um, you know, look, these this is this is serious business. There is currently violence. There are there are threats. There's there are no no arrests being made anywhere in the country, specifically targeting pro life people. And so when you when you get this this you know kind of you know violent talk. Coupled with violent activity. I mean, look, there's a pro-life woman that was shot in the back in Michigan. There was a a, a, a pro-life a bishop that was that was murdered in his house a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there's there's pipe bombs being being found behind pro-life churches. Uh, the, this Jane's Revenge, this Antifa group, is has promised to firebomb, and they have promised to murder. I mean, when, when we were firebombed back on June 7th, 30 days after the ultimatum, right? So they gave a 30-day ultimatum. On day 30, they firebombed us. They're serious people. Um, so what, 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 do they, what do they do? They, they send a communique out after they, they firebombed us saying, look, if you don't shut down next time, it's not going to be so easily cleaned up as fire and graffiti. Look, I, I, you, you know, the FBI, law enforcement, people didn't take this stuff seriously. You can't be playing fast and loose with other people's lives. Uh, and just because they're pro-life doesn't give you uh, justification for fomenting in more violence against them. Can you imagine if, if, if this were any other group in right. America that yep. was being, can you imagine if it was like, say, the, um, I don't know, um, the, the, the Guild for Power Tools and the Guild for Power Tools and every chapter of the Guild for Power Tools is, is, is being threatened by, uh, you know, a terrorist group that, uh, and, and, and all of a sudden, people come out laughing at them and, and encouraging more violence against them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would. I mean, but 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 somehow or other, they're gonna, they're getting a pass on this too. Let's move on to another issue, and and that is the states' uh, very troubling actions going on in states like Michigan, states like Minnesota, that are that are actually uh, going to great lengths to give their approval to take the life of a preborn child all the way up to the moment of birth. Mm-hmm. That's right. They're making uh, constitutional amendments. Um, they're trying to make abortion a fundamental human right. This goes way beyond Roe versus Wade, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What Roe versus Wade did is basically, you know, uh, you know, allowed, uh, basically, well, what it did was it said, you know, uh, the child in the womb is not a human, it's not a person protected under the law. You know, in fact, the, 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 the it was quoted, Henry Blackman stated in his majority opinion on Roe versus Wade saying, the word person does not apply to the unborn. And of course, this has constitutional ramifications for protection under the law, Fourteenth mm-hmm. Amendment. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, if, if 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 a child, preborn baby, is is not a person under the law, he or she's not afforded the Fourteenth Amendment right to uh, equal protection under the law. So, therefore, abortion is legal in all fifty states. Well, when that was reversed by Dobbs, Dobbs the Dobbs case basically said, "Look, Roe, as soon as Roe was decided, it was on a collision course with the Constitution. It was egregiously wrong. The Roe versus Wade was egregiously wrong." Specifically, because it's not the government's job to decide these things. Who who is a person who's not qualified under the law? Uh, it's it's everyone, or it's no one. It's everyone, or equality is a sham. And so, um, you know, what, what's happening here in these states is they're going a step further than Roe versus Wade, like New York did in 2019 under Cuomo. Yes, they're making abortion a, a fundamental human right, which, for all intents and purposes, will make all public pro-life activity illegal. And the reason I say that is because 
if you make abortion a fundamental human right, then if anybody is perceived as standing in the way, whether it's a doctor who's not uh, providing an abortion or, or a pregnancy center who refuses to refer, refer for abortion or somebody exercising their freedom of speech outside of an abortion clinic, these people are going to be considered as conspiring to deprive a woman of her civil rights, which is a violation under the FACE Act, a federal violation, then it becomes a state violation, and they can prosecute all these public pro-life expressions with jail time and uh, fines. And that's exactly what we've been seeing happening. The, the, the theme of the last nine months with all these attacks, the, the censorship by Google against pregnancy centers, the, the, the actual physical attacks by the pro-abortion James Revenge terrorists, the, the vilification of, of pro-life people by pro-abortion politicians like Hillary Clinton and Elizabeth Warren. These are all saying the same thing. In fact, they've come right out and said it openly. They say, we want to shut them down. We, they, they have no tolerance, zero tolerance for, for any pro-life people giving women any choice whatsoever. They only want women to have one choice, and that's abortion. Yeah. Anything else is intolerable for them. Some states have gone this direction, and now, folks, last Wednesday, there was a group of U.S. Senate Democrats that just reintroduced legislation that would force every state, every state, to legalize the killing of preborn babies up to birth for any reason whatsoever. And uh, here's a statement from U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, one of the lead sponsors. She said this, abortion is health care, period. We must pass my Women's Health Protection Act because millions of women's rights and freedoms are depending on it. Other lead sponsors include Senator uh, Feinstein, Richard Blumenthal. Uh, Joe Biden has already expressed his support for the legislation as well. I mean, this is something that they're trying to do nationwide, Jim. Is, is absolutely barbaric. You know, I, what it, she said, this is medical care. <clears throat> it's not medical care. Healthcare, yeah. No, it's, it's quackery. And, I, and the reason I don't say that just because, you know, it's, it, it's not hubris. It's not, uh, you know, hyperbole. I, I say that because it's true. If, so, if you were to take, if you were going to be a doctor and you were to take the Hippocratic Oath before you started practicing medicine independently, the original Hippocratic Oath had a statement in there. And the statement goes like this. I will not give a woman an abortive remedy. Well, this, it's, a, it's a fancy way of saying, uh, look, abortion is not medical care. Well, what is medical care? What is the purpose of medical care? According to the Hippocratic tradition, it's to, to, to you know, protect, you know, provide for the health and, and well-being of, of the patient. Um, and what abortion represents is neither one of those two things for the, the woman or the child. Abortion represents the use or misuse of medical technology for the purpose of death. And that is not that that goes con, con, contrary to the, the purpose of medical care altogether. So what is abortion? Abortion is not medicine. It is the original quackery. And these, these politicians don't understand that they they have politicized medicine. And, and these, so you've got I know we're going to talk about this short, shortly, but, but that, that, that basically factors into this um, this lawsuit that's coming out of out of Texas. But, um, you know, th- what's happening right now is. In this country, people, the, the average citizen, wants to be able to make the decision about abortion and about regulating abortion at the state level. They want to have a say. That's what all the polls are saying. And what the pro-abortion politicians in charge of the Democratic Party want to do is take the conversation away. They want to, take, they want to rob the people of their ability to regulate abortion according to their uh, beliefs. Well, they, it- they know. Go ahead. Yeah, let me bring this into the picture here, too, because what's going on in Montana, I understand their efforts really made to make abortion a religious right. They, I mean, they're trying to use religion as a guise to bring about the, the sanction of the killing of the preborn. That's exactly right. It's, it's a little chilling. Uh, it really is a little, a little scary. Um, it's creepy, is what it is, because what they're, we, we've seen that the Biden administration was trying to do this early on, even before, during the midterm lead up. Uh, one of their prongs was to, to uh, Christianize abortion. Think about that. They wanted to Christianize abortion. And so you had people like Governor Gavin Newsom coming out of Texas, putting out a billboard campaign nationwide mm-hmm. in conservative states like Texas, encouraging women to travel to his state to get abortions because, um, and then he quotes Jesus, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you've got uh, Vice President uh, um, Harris also speaking at a, a, a a Baptist pastors conference in Texas, insisting that it's it's the Christian thing to do uh, to, to to give women the right right to abortion, uh, and now you've got 
You had Jewish rabbis coming out of Florida uh, filing a lawsuit against the Florida regulation, limiting it to 15 weeks, saying this is a violation of their freedom of, of expression because now they can't counsel uh, women in their, their congregants to get abortions. And now you've got Montana's HB, I think it's HB 471, essentially saying, oh, no, it's a religious, religious liberty. Well, look, what they're trying to do is they're trying to take away the protections afforded pro-life activity. Public pro-life activity is largely protected based on freedom of religion, the First Amendment. We, most, most people are pro-life because we're Christians, because of what we believe about what it means to be human under God. We believe that all people are made in the image of God and therefore equally valuable without qualification, without partiality. We have the heart of God. We want to see all people blessed and protected, We want, especially the weak, especially the vulnerable, especially the orphan and the widow of our society. And, uh, and so when they, if, if, they can, if they can, you know, make this uh, abortion Christianized like a religious right, then it makes abortion an opinion. It's no longer a matter of religion. No, no. And that will force Christian pro-life public activity out of the public square, which is what they want. Jim Harden with us here today on Crosstalk. Uh, let's uh, get into this matter of the abortion pill, because there is a battle being waged in pharmacies. We've got the Biden administration pushing this, the FDA that's been pushing this on states. and and uh, But before we talk about that current battle, how does the abortion pill work? Describe it for us. Sure. Well, the abortion pill is a two-drug regimen. The first drug is mifepristone. That's the, the abortion pill proper. Mifepristone essentially is a progesterone blocker. What, 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 what uh, the, a woman's body makes progesterone, which is a pro-gestational hormone, a, home, a hormone that uh, helps the, the baby continue to develop, provides the baby with nutrition, et cetera. And, uh, and so what this pill does is it blocks those progesterone hormones and essentially starves the baby, kills the baby. The second dose, which is misoprostol, which is typically used in other contexts for people who are on heavy doses of like for ibuprofen to keep um, stomach ulcers from developing, it's called misoprostol. That, in the context of a pregnant woman, the FDA says a woman who is pregnant should not take this drug because it, prov- it creates uterine contractions and expels the baby. So that's how it works. You take the first drug, kills the baby. The second drug creates uterine contractions and expels the baby. It's a two-drug regimen. The and, first drug and, and, is, the, is the issue at, 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 of concern right now. Okay, and this is after conception has taken place, correct? Correct. You know, what, what, you have to, what a doctor has to do is confirm that a woman is actually pregnant. Mm-hmm. There's a viable pregnancy, meaning a pregnancy that's going to naturally continue on its own, and they have to locate the pregnancy in the uterus, and they have to ensure that the woman does not have an ectopic pregnancy, one uh, a pregnancy that's, um, that's located in the fallopian tubes. Jim Harden is with us here today on Crosstalk. We're just seconds from the break. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about what's being waged right now and how pharmacies are getting engaged with uh, this matter. And I understand also there's a lawsuit going on that uh, states the FDA even lacked the authority to approve abortion uh, pills. And so we've got much more to unfold. Stay with us. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Pastor Jim Harden, our guest today, the president and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services in New York. Be ready to jot down a website following the break. We'll have him give some contact information for their uh, organization as well. You're listening to Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY America Network. Have you wanted to impact a life for Christ but didn't know how? Perhaps you felt you were too old. The Secrets of Jonathan Sperry is a 95-minute dramatic film depicting a 75-year-old man pouring himself into some 12-year-old boys, motivating them to read their Bible and follow Jesus. A second film, Play the Flute, presents another story, this time of a youth leader who takes over a teen group that is filled with apathy and finds himself in an uphill battle. These are both powerful films reminding the viewer to stick to your calling. Now through April the 10th, VCY America is making a pack available including The Secrets of Jonathan Sperry and Play the Flute and a bonus copy of The Gospel of John, all for a donation of just $25. Call VCY at 1-800-729-9829.
You're listening to Crosstalk, coming your way from the VCY American Network. With us today is uh, Pastor Jim Harden, who is president and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services, uh, based in New York. And uh, Pastor Jim, for those who would like a website to get more information about your agency, and I know you cover so many different issues pertaining to life, uh, what's the best point of contact? Well, the best way for people to find out more is to go to compasscarecommunity.com. That's compasscarecommunity.com. Great. Um, we were talking about um, the abortion pill, and I understand there's even a lawsuit going on that states the FDA lacked the authority to approve this to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Back in November, the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine and three other physician groups representing thousands of doctors across the country and hundreds of thousands of, of existing and future potential patients basically said, look, the FBI, I'm sorry, the FDA, another three-letter acronym, um, the FDA illegally approved the abortion pill, which is mifepristone, in the year 2000. And then they kept deregulating it illegally, ignoring the, 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 the data saying that it's a very dangerous drug to the detriment of women and for the benefit of the abortion industry. And then on January 3rd, the Biden administration, in a bald-faced move, um, and, you know, had the FDA essentially totally deregulate chemical abortion and, and encourage the, the, the sending of these dangerous drugs to women in the mail without any medical supervision. And then Merrick Garland, attorney general, on the same day, in a coordinated effort, said he's not going to enforce the law, which essentially says that it was a law that was, that was modified in 1994. The law says it's illegal to ship these, anything that has to do with abortion for the purpose of engaging in abortion using any interstate transportation system. It is illegal. So, there's, there's this, so Merrick Garland is encouraging the, the illicit um, sale and trafficking of abortion drugs. So, you know, th- this is absolutely, um, you know, horrifying to, to know that the FDA is going to ignore all the, 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 the data that's out there. Uh, and, you know, what, what's interesting is the FDA also, when they first, um, back in 2017, they put this drug, mifepristone, on the REMS list. The FDA has a risk evaluation and mitigation strategy list. And there's only 70 drugs that ever made it on that list. Of the thousands of drugs that are out there, only 70 are dangerous enough when, ex- when, when, in, when, a, when a person's exposed to them have to be under direct supervision of a physician mm-hmm. for fear of, you know, you know, major side effects happening. Well, that's, that's mifepristone. This is one of the most dangerous drugs on the market, and it's being, it's being touted as safer than Tylenol, safer than aspirin. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a fraud being committed against uh, women uh, who are in crisis. So this is a, we're hoping, we're watching this very carefully. This could actually, this ruling by this Texas judge, U.S. District Judge out of the Northern District of Texas in Amarillo, his name is Matthew Kazmarek, where uh, this could be, this decision could be bigger than the reversal of Roe versus Wade Lebowski. case. The reason I say that, the reason I say that, Jim, is because right now, over half of all abortions in America are chemical abortions. And if he reverses the FDA's approval of this drug, It'll cut abortion in half overnight. And the abortion industry and these pro-abortion politicians are scared to death. And we're also concerned that it was gonna, it's going to foment more violence against pro-life people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, matter of fact is, uh, and I have a news release that went out from NARAL Pro-Choice America last week, in which uh, talking about, uh, here's the headline they, they have from the Washington Post, fears mount around catastrophic abortion pills case as decision nears. They're saying that the potential for a nationwide ban on a, and medical abortion as we know it is terrifying, and it's hard to overstate how detrimental it would be to people all over the country seeking abortion care. Uh, Jim, this battle has now been taken to the major pharmacy chain, so let's link that together for us. We know that uh, pharmacies like Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Tell us what's happening. Well, just recently, I think it was on March 2nd, a couple weeks ago, um, Walgreens, which is the second largest pharmacy chain in the nation, basically agreed with 22 attorneys general. Uh, These 22 attorneys general from more conservative states sent an open letter to all the pharmacies basically saying, if you proceed 
with the sale and shipment of chemical abortion. It will be, it's, it's a violation of our state laws as well as federal laws, and they vowed to prosecute the, the Walgreens and Rite Aid and CVS and whoever else does it in their state, um, which, which is a big deal. So Walgreens just made a decision that they weren't going to be selling or shipping these drugs into those conservative states. You know, that's, you know from, from my perspective, this was not a pro-life decision. This is a business decision. They, they're looking at possibly, you know, uh, losing their business. This is the second largest chain in America, and they're, they're concerned they're going to lose their business, and rightly so, because every incident of shipment and illegal sale of these drugs in an interstate basis carries uh, federal racketeering charges, which is triple damages, plus federal money laundering. This is a $250,000 uh, cost per incident, carrying a minimum of five years in prison uh, for the first violation. Now, if they're doing this on a large scale, say tens or twenties or thousands, it would totally bankrupt them. They'd be, they'd be out of business instantaneously. Hmm. You know, and you're talking about 22 states that are, that are, that are interested in, in filing lawsuits against them. They can't sustain that. Nobody can sustain that. So Governor Gavin Newsom comes out. You, hmm. you probably heard, you probably yes. saw this. Yep. Governor Gavin Newsom comes out. He's like, well, you know, and he puts pressure on, on Walgreens. Of course, Walgreens is ironically going to be selling the drugs in California. But he said, well, they're going to they're 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 going to cut their contract with with Walgreens uh, because, you know, they just can't they just can't. He's outraged. Well, they, they cut a fifty four million dollar contract. And what all that that does is it harms, you know, people on Medi-Cal who 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 now have to travel and use use um, some sort of probably, uh, you know, mass transit to get to a pharmacy that's further away from them because Medi-Cal doesn't cover Walgreens anymore. I mean, it's, he's only hurting his own people. But these people don't care. They don't, the, the pro-abortion politicians in charge of the Democratic Party don't care about people. They care about power. And that's what abortion gives them. They don't care about abortion. They don't care. Honestly, they, they care about what abortion gives them. And abortion gives them absolute power. Absolute power is the ability to decide who lives and who dies. Yeah, and this is coming. This is coming from more than just Governor Newsom. Now we have the uh, New York governor as well, Kathy Hochul, and the uh, Attorney General James in in New York. Last Thursday, they sent letters to the executives at Walgreens and CVS and Rite Aid, and it's being reported that they are urging as well to distribute abortion pills in states that limit their distribution, and urges the companies to distribute abortion pills despite Republican attorney generals warning them of potential legal repercussions should they do so? Oh, they are flouting the law. They are flouting the Supreme Court's decision. They are flouting the laws of other states. They are disrespecting the people who have duly elected representatives and, and who are in, enacting duly, uh, you know, these are, these are bona fide laws that, they're, that, re, that the attorneys general are required, mandated, oath-bound to enforce. And that includes Merrick Garland, by the way, on a federal level. But they're, but they're, they're lawless people. And they're using the rule of law to undermine the rule of law. These people need to be laughed out of office and then prosecuted <laughs> for, for violations of the law and encouraging mass violations of the law. I mean, th- th- this is, um, you know, I'm not surprised about New York Governor Hochul, nor am I surprised about Letitia James. They are constantly using their elected uh, position as a platform uh, to, to essentially you know, conspires to deprive other people of their rights while, while defrauding other states and, and of, of, of their ability to, you know, enact their own laws. So I, I think that this is just a, you know, I think Kathy Hochul and Governor Gavin Newsom have, have designs on federal power, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, this, is, this is brewing. And I, I said this before the, the, the midterm elections. It's not going to get easier. It's just going to heat up. And heating up, it is. So um, this is a this is a bona fide movement. This is not just about abortion. This is about something much deeper. This is about, I think, the the future of America. Friends, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, and we're opening our phone lines. Our number here eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine. Taking your questions or brief comments one eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine. 
I mean, in my book, folks, it's outrageous. Again, I hearken back to what we had Gene Fonda saying on The View last week about murdering pro-life individuals, pro-life legislators. We see all the violence that's been unleashed on pro-life centers and and against uh, churches and and the excuses from the attorney general, the top cop of the United States of America, saying, well, it's happening at night. We can't catch them. You know, they're not so visible at nighttime. How outrageous, folks, uh, this is and the excuses that are being made and the proliferation of this abortion that takes the life of a preborn baby, and, and and there are those who are trying to do this on a nationwide basis. A federal a judge now in Texas uh, is going to be uh, having a case this coming Wednesday pertaining to it. Uh, much is at stake, and uh, friends, we uh, take your phone calls here today, 800-733-9829. Um, how can our listeners best stay engaged in this battle, Jim? That's a great question. I think um, doing exactly what the pro-abortion politicians don't want you to do, and that is talk about it. They, they want to rob people of the ability to have this debate. They don't want the, the people in America to be talking about abortion. They don't want people to talk, be talking about what it means to be human. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Talk to your coworkers. Ask your pastor to preach about what it means to be human under God uh, and, and why human life is valuable uh, at all stages of, of life. Why, why a preborn boy or girl is fully and equally human. Um, you know, these kinds of things. Because the more we talk about it, Jim, you know this, the more pro-life our communities become. Right. And that's one of the reasons why this is getting so heated, because, you know, the, the, the pro-abortion politicians uh, in charge of the Democratic Party, they can't, they can't abide a, 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 a culture that's becoming more human. We need to return to civilized order. And what tyranny thrives on, dictatorships thrive on, is lawlessness so that they can come in and arbitrate and take more power to themselves, amass more power to themselves over the, over the masses. And so they, it's, you know, they, they have a vested interest in making sure that uh, the, the, there's a fragmented culture, that people don't have the same beliefs about God and about what it means to be human and about male and female relationships and about uh, marriage and all these things. It, it, it fragments society and puts us at odds with one another, where, so that makes the government have to step in and, and extract more power. So we, we've got to rehumanize. Let's get to the phone lines here. Tom is calling from Tomo, Wisconsin. Tom, you're on the air. Uh, yes, I just wanted to say that the people who are pro-abortion are talking about women's rights to choose. Well, number one, did the baby choose to get killed? And number two, 49% of the time, Babies that are born are girls, so therefore, forty-nine percent of the time, they are killing a woman, and that's all. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, which which woman gets the right to choose uh, in all of this, Jim? Exactly. That's uh, you know, when the government creates a right, it's it's it, as as the Supreme Court said with the Dobbs case, it's on a collision course with the constitutional rights because there's two different kinds of rights. So, the rights that the government creates, and there's the rights that God gives. The rights that God gives are consistent with who we are as human beings. Human beings believe things. We, we behave according to those beliefs. We speak according to our beliefs. It's the First Amendment. That's not just the first in order, but it's the first in priority. Mm-hmm. But even before that, the, one of our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, says we are endowed by our creator, not by our government, with certain inalienable rights. And that's a key factor in understanding our governmental structures. And, and so when you, get, when you get a government that's going out there insisting on de-Christianizing and secularizing everything... It's going to undermine the constitutionality and, and, and of, of our government, and, and, and we're going to lose our rights. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. I've got some open phone lines. Our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829, 800-733-9829. Your reaction to these issues today? Friends, uh, there is death that's running afoot here, and uh, there's a battle going on within the uh, pharmacies as well. Back in a minute here on Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Now we have 20 banks that are reportedly in trouble as the contagion of the first Silicon Bank failure starts to spread. My friends, we've been talking for years about money and a biblical worldview. The Bible has an awful lot to say about wealth and money. Money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money. Money can be used, well, for good or for evil. That's why it's important to apply a biblical worldview to this topic. Americans are about to get a real education on how our economic system in America works. 
It's not working as it should, biblically or constitutionally. President of the United States, Andrew Jackson, in his farewell address, warned Americans of the dangers of fractional reserve banking and a central bank. Now we have consequences from the Federal Reserve and fractional reserve banking. Ideas, well, they have consequences. Listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, Pastor Jim Harden is with us today from Compass Care Pregnancy Services in New York. And again, their website is compasscarecommunity.com, compasscarecommunity.com. Let's go to Bradley calling in from Coleman, South Dakota. Bradley, you're on the air. Yeah, I've been involved in EMS my lifetime. Uh, Back in 2004, there was what we call the morning after pill. Young girls would uh, go out and get drunk. College girls would get out and go out and get drunk and then have sex, and then in the morning sober up and wake up and find out they did something wrong. And they would go to the ER, and the ER docs would prescribe them the morning-after pill. That's been legal since 2004. What's the difference between that and the abortion pill? Okay, thank you. Jim? That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question, Bradley. The difference is that the morning-after pill is a 50x dose of hormonal contraception. And what it does is it, is it uh, makes the, the, the uterus inhospitable for implantation of a potential fertilized egg. And so it is an aboriofacient in that nature. It does cause abortion, but it's, not, it's, it's different than the abortion pill. So they're going on the assumption that this woman might have gotten pregnant and they want to create an inhospitable environment with this morning after pill. Um, the chemical abortion actually happens, is dispensed only after a woman, you know, is confirmed a pregnancy. Although the abortion industry is no longer confirming pregnancy, they're just sending her these, these dangerous drugs in the mail, assuming that she is hmm. pregnant. So, um, you know, lots of, that's a different drug, it's a, and it's, it has different ramifications. Um, they both destroy the life, though. They do. They, mm-hmm. both, they both take human life. Thank you for the call, Bradley. Lester is next in Friendship, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Hi. I just like to weigh in on this. I know it's a, been an ongoing thing uh, that uh, you know I'm I'm very much against the abortion issue, uh, and I I guess I just wanted to put it this way, and I wish that that young women and young men would understand one thing: uh, that woman didn't get pregnant on her own, um, and she, most likely it's out of wedlock. This man, this young man, or this man has has a right to make a choice too. I'm surprised that they don't make that more of an issue because it takes two. The other thing is when they keep saying that it's a woman's choice, woman does have a choice. She has a choice whether to get in bed with a man or not. But once she becomes pregnant, that isn't her choice anymore. That's a human being, and at that point, her choice is she's made her choice already, and this baby, uh, unborn, is a human being. They have a right to. I guess that's that's what keeps weighing on my mind, is I, I have a hard time understanding why people don't see it this way. Yeah, Thank you, Lester. Uh, thank that's you. all. I'm going to have our guest comment on that. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, you know, there's, there's, so, there's so much about what you said that can be elaborated on. I just want to, I want to point out, too, that uh, to piggyback off of what Lester was saying, that you know, there's an old, there's a saying: the younger the girl, the older the man. Hmm. So what we're seeing here with with chemical abortion is serial malpractice, not just in the medical uh, field, but also um, the, the the allowance for the abuse that's currently taking place relative to the sex trafficking industry, um, and from uh, these 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 irresponsible men who, who, who might have gotten their girlfriends pregnant and then put these drugs in their, in their drinks or, or, or their food and, uh, and, and essentially force a woman to have abortion. It's no longer her choice. It's actually taking away a woman's choice. And we, we've got whistleblowers coming out of Planned Parenthood saying that there's, you know, serial abuse going on in the abortion industry. Um, you know, so this is, this is con- you know, very, very concerning on a lot of sociological as well as medical levels, this, uh, this chemical abortion and so we, we hope that 
that, you know, these attorneys general are going to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law all violations. And I think they should look into the abortion industry for, for this kind of serial um, uh, sexual abuse and misconduct that's going on, uh, covering up sex crimes. That's what, that's what abortion is doing, especially the abortion pill. So they can buy these pills online in, you know, in mass and then, and then hold them over time um, and, and, uh, and then continue to abuse these women. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Lester. We're going to move on to squeeze in one more call. This is Marvin in Berea, Kentucky. You're on the air, Marvin. Yes, sir. Um, the thing about this uh, abortion deal, uh, the Bible tells us plainly that fornicators and uh, adulterers are going to have their part in the lake of fire, burns of fire and brimstone. If we cut down on the play and then not willing to pay, a lot of this stuff would not happen. God bless you. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I, I know we hear that uh, souls are at stake. Uh, we we talk about human life. We're talking about souls as well, Pastor Jim. And and I know it's so important uh, for for these women, these men, to come to faith, saving faith in Jesus Christ. It is one of the primary messages we, we believe is that you know look this. There's a lot of sex, there's a lot of negative negative uh, side effects of sexual activity outside of marriage, but a child is not one of them. A child is a is a is a, is a point at which kind of a, a crossroads of grace, where God intervenes and allows the woman an opportunity to make one more poor decision in a long line of poor decisions and have the abortion, or to make the first positive decision in a long line of future positive decisions and have the baby. And we've got to be able to step into this fiery breach between her and the lake of fire, as it were, and and give her the gospel, give her the good news, and give her, you know, we've got to, we've got to mm-hmm. communicate the truth. Indeed. This is an opportunity for her. Indeed. Friends, uh, thank you so very much. And uh, certainly life is at stake, human life, eternal life as well. And uh, let's, let's shine the light of the gospel to those in need. Uh, Jim Harden with us here today. And uh, Jim, I should also mention, as this battle is waging in the pharmacies and these major chains across the nation, it really would be a good idea for people to contact their local pharmacy as well to, make this, to just exercise their viewpoint saying, don't get engaged with this. I, I 100% agree with you. Certainly talk to your pharmacies. Talk to your attorneys general. Make sure that they're enforcing the laws of their state and the federal government. Yeah. Talk to your congressmen and senators and make sure that they understand your, your position and why it's important for it, the government to protect all people equally, not just uh, the ones that are politically expedient for them to. You know, so keep, keep going. Keep talking and uh, keep, keep engaged. Pastor Jim Harden with us today. The website, compasscarecommunity.com. That's compasscarecommunity.com. And uh, Pastor Jim, thank you for carving out the time and joining us here on Crosstalk today. My pleasure, as always. And friends, just a a reminder, as uh, as Pastor Jim has said, keep talking about it. Let your voice be heard. And uh, certainly, let's make a difference. God bless you, folks. Thanks for joining us today on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.